Now, a couple of weeks ago, I shared a um, message on contending for the supernatural. And one of the points I had in that was about intimacy with God and the importance of it. Um, and one of the ways that we can do that is through prayer and fasting. Um, now, if we have your email, uh, you, you may have seen during the week that I sent out an email uh, to everybody locally here. Um, so Steve, Tracy, Emma and I caught up a couple of weeks ago um, and had a chat and felt that we're, there's a few things in our church that we're really believing for breakthrough for. And so we want to encourage everybody through the month of August to fast something for two or three days a week. It can be food, it can be TV, it can be whatever, um, that allows you to spend more time with God and actually pray into and believe for breakthrough in these areas. Now, I'm going to share in a little bit what those three things are, if you don't know what they are. But I also want to just unpack a little bit about fasting, because to be honest, it's not something that uh, I've got a lot of experience in. It's not something that I've done a lot of. Uh, so the research and the prep for this has actually been really insightful for me in learning a little bit about it. And so I've got um, four things that I want to talk about quickly on what fasting is about. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you reign on high. And as always, we just ask that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, this morning, I pray that you would speak through me and that you would help us all to have a greater understanding and appreciation of the importance of things like prayer and fasting in our spiritual lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, one of the things I loved about last weekend was a bunch of guys coming together and making the decision to position themselves in a space to hear from God. I mean, everybody does that when we're here at church on a Sunday, and we can do it anywhere else. But these were a bunch of guys who gave up their weekend to go, you know what, God, what are you saying to me? What do you want to do in my life? And I think that this is something that we don't always do. Sometimes we can, you know, I'm guilty of this, sometimes we can just rock up at rock up to church and go, okay, I'm at church, all good, everything's done. Um, and for me, you know, being a work day, some days it's like I'm just so focused on the work component of it that I lose track of the, the people component and then it's got to be a whole recentering and repositioning. And we all need to do that. And so... Um, yeah, I, I mean, when we talk about fasting, there is a, there's a health and, and secular viewpoint of it. They say, oh, you know, like, you know, Em and I, Steve and Trace are doing keto at the moment. And one of the things that they talk about in that diet is a 16-8 fast. So you fast for 16 hours, eat for eight, because it helps with your body biomechanics and all of that fancy scientific language that I don't understand most of it. I just sit there and nod and go, okay, that sounds good. I'll just go with that. Um, so, you know, th there's, a, there's a health component to it that society talks about, but what we don't talk about is the spiritual component of fasting. Like, when we're fasting with God, it aligns us with Him. It aligns us with who He is and what He wants to do. Because what it does is we're actually sacrificing something that we depend on to allow Him to sustain us and actually unlock some of that breakthrough and some of our potential. And so it's, um, 
it's something that I've, through researching this, I'm actually going, why haven't I been doing this before? You know, when there's been stuff going on, why haven't I fasted before and allowed God to, to highlight things to me or to move in a, in a situation? And as you guys know, because I talk about it all the time because I'm passionate about it, but every Wednesday night we pray. 7.30 here, Mike does an incredible job uh, in leading that. And we've seen some incredible responses and breakthrough through that Wednesday night prayer. It's been going for 18 months and we've seen some incredible things in small little, in small little doses. But the more of us that can get on board with that, the more of us that can fast together, the more we're going to see God do some incredible things because we're positioning ourselves in a way that we're going, hey God, you're our provider, you're our sustainer, we need you in this situation, we need you to move. You know, there's a, there's a couple that haven't been here for a little while because they've been unwell and, and he's been struggling to, to find a job. And I contacted a few people who knew him and said, can we pray, can we pray, can we pray? Um, and we've been doing that for about three months. And I got an email yesterday saying that um, after two and a half years out of work, he's just been offered a, a two-year contract uh, for work, which is incredible. Out of nowhere, he got approached for it and he didn't even he didn't even, hadn't heard of the company before and they just came and approached him and said, hey, we heard you're good. Do you want some work? So prayer works. You know, we, we had Shi Ying get baptised last year and we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for months and saw her healed of a brain tumour. We've seen some incredible things happen through prayer and these are just small little things with small groups of people but imagine what could happen if we all mobilise together in a way that allows God to impact us and transform us, but then have a, a broader brushstroke across our church and across our community. There is power in prayer, but there's even more power and authority when that time of prayer aligns with fasting, from what I've read uh, through Scripture. And so what is fasting, for those that don't know? Well, to paraphrase, it's to take our eyes and focus and dependence off things of the world and focus our thoughts, actions and time on God. Which I guess most of the time when people talk about fasting and um, some of the stories in the Bible, it's about food because food is what sustains our physical self. And so to give that up, it means, okay, we're completely reliant on God to do what he wants to do. But it doesn't have to be food. You know, anything we may overuse or put before God can be the subject of a fast. You know, TV, movies, social media, whatever it is. And the point of fasting isn't just to not do it and just leave it at that. We don't do it and then use that time to actually spend some time with God. Ask Him. Seek Him. What does He want to speak to us? What does He want to do? What do we need to learn and so the point of fasting is to actually spend some time with God. You know, as I said before, it's not something I've done much of, or not at a significant level anyway. Um, you know, I, I've, I've probably gone with, uh, you know, fasting, not really my gifting. Um, I'll let the people whose gifting it is, they can, they can do it. Um, but then... <laughs> 
you know, I just assumed others would do it and carry that. That's what, that's what people do. You know, we've got people with the spiritual gift of faith and of prayer and, and all of those things. So I'm just like, okay, fasting's a spiritual gift for, for the super holy people and we'll leave it with them. Uh, but this was wrong. I, w- I wouldn't say it's a, it's a gifting, but it's something that we should do. There's a scripture I'm going to share in a little bit where Jesus talks about it and he says, when you fast. So he doesn't say if you fast, he says when you fast. And so it's something that from time to time is something that we should be doing. And yes, fasting is a sacrifice, but it's also voluntary. Just because Jimmy sent an email saying, we want to fast two or three days a week during August, doesn't mean you have to do it. It's totally fine if you don't want to do it. That's fine. But there's some of us that that really want to do this and really want to go hard for some breakthrough. So I want you to, if you want to do it, it's a completely voluntary thing. It also helps us with our intimacy with God because we've taken away something that sustains us or fills us up. So we've got to channel that somewhere and the best place to channel that is to our Father in heaven. And fasting can unlock supernatural power and authority that we carry. It's just a matter of, do we want to do it? So, our three prayer and breakthrough points for August. We want breakthrough in finance. Not just individual finances for each of us, but for our church. We want financial breakthrough. We want breakthrough in healing. You know, our God is the God of the impossible. He is the God of the miraculous. He's the God of health. And so we, we want to see breakthrough in healing for those that have been struggling long term. And I think about our, our community and the, the mental health issues in our community. Imagine seeing some breakthrough from that in our community. And the other one is uh, a breakthrough in our local community for all of those issues, but also local missions. So celebrate recovery. LifeGate, who we had two weeks ago. In these things, seeing some breakthrough for them in what they do in our community. This is what we are believing for and would love for you guys to pray into for this month. And not just this month, but beyond, but we really want to commit to praying for these this month and getting some breakthrough this month. God is sovereign and can do these things anyway. That's who he is. He, he can do whatever he wants. But he wants us to partner with him. He wants us to have relationship with him. So I want to look briefly at four points that I think help show the importance of fasting. You know, I've, I've started to look at it as a bit like a, a, a spring clean. You know, when it hits spring, we like to, to clean out the house and, and you find all sorts of little nostalgia pieces of things and then if you're like me, you don't, then don't want to throw that out. You want to keep it and not get rid of it. I'm, I'll admit I'm not great at spring cleaning. Um, you know, I've got footy records from pretty much every game of footy I've been to and I've been going to footy for 25 years. So that's a lot of games of footy to have uh, boxes of footy records for, but I just can't bring myself to, to get rid of them, much to M's. Uh, yeah, she's not a huge fan of that. But, uh, you know, we all, have, we all have our little things. But spring cleaning is important. It clears the cobwebs out of our house, houses, so to speak, and fasting is a bit of a spring clean for us. Cleans out some of the crap that we've got going on. 
you know, it, it, it allows us to bring things to the surface that God wants to deal with while we're in intimacy with him. So the first point, and there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18, which uh, you'll see on screen. And this is fasting as a means of humility, intimacy, and obedience. And I, I quite like this one. So it says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. What I like about this is that it's a, it's a heart issue. You know, it says that, they, that others do it uh, for the glory so that people can see them and go, oh, look at how holy I am, I'm fasting, I'm doing all of this. But automatically, we've done it wrong if we're at that point. Like most things in our Christian walk, we've done it wrong if we're doing it for the praise of people. We fast to have community with our Father. It's about Him and Him sustaining us. It's not about, um, you know, it, it, it humbles us and it focuses our dependence on him. But I also like that he says, when you fast. It's not legalistic, but when we need help in the spirit realm, through warfare, breakthrough, all of those things, fasting is a spiritual discipline and a spiritual tool that we have that allows us to get that breakthrough. And then there's desire for God and In Psalm 42, David writes, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. You know, imagine this. This deer is running. He's tired. He's thirsty. He seeks out water. We need to seek that intimacy with the living water, with our Father in heaven. Seek that intimacy. And fasting is is an avenue for that. The desire that God wants us to have is to be in community and partnership with him. You know, he loves us and he died for us. He sacrificed for us and he rose again in victory. So we have the strength to persevere and to overcome. And so fasting is something that is hard, but because of him, you know, that scripture in Philippians 4, I preached on it a couple of months ago. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can be content with what I have. I can overcome. I can persevere through, through Christ because he strengthens me. We can all do that. So we see that fasting helps us to stay humble and to boast in the Lord and the Lord alone. It helps us to deepen and develop our intimacy with God. And it's something that we all need to do from time to time. And when Jesus is talking, we need to, we need to listen sometimes. And this is... And, You know, a lot of the things that Jesus says are hard, but he says it for our benefit. He says it for our benefit. So the second one is fasting that brings breakthrough. On the screen, we'll have Isaiah 58. So it says, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? So from verse 6. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. 
Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. You know, earlier in that chapter, God's chastising uh, Israel. A bit similar to what Jesus was talking about because they're doing it their way. They're quarreling. They're not taking it seriously. It's all about them and, and what they can get out of it. And they're not actually taking it seriously. But here... He paints a great picture of, of, of what can be achieved through fasting. You know, I, I, I love it. You know, fasting is a time of self-denial, self-humbling and repentance. We see that it says that, um, you know, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free. Think about that. You know, f- prayer and fasting together, we can bring breakthrough. I mean, like I said before, God can do this anyway. But sometimes we, we've got to engage ourselves and go, our faith is active, not passive. And there are things that we can do to engage with him. As we fast, breakthrough comes, not because of us, but because of God and us removing that blockage of, of being so dependent on a thing of the world that it just stops him from doing what he wants to do. You know, and fasting isn't just for church, like corporately, but for us individually. You know, can't shake that addiction. Go to celebrate recovery, but maybe also fast. Spend some time with God going, God, I just want to be free of this. I want to be free of this. Help me. We've got to position ourselves in a way to do that. Amen? You know, as we read fast, as we... Read and pray and fast. Fasting can loose the bonds of wickedness, as we see here, which is sin, and break every yoke. So addictions and habits. We can break these things. So when we prioritize him and make space for him, the Holy Spirit transforms us. He wants to. So are we going to let him? The third one is fasting for God's intervention, which is similar to... um, Similar to that. So this is 2 Samuel uh, chapter 12, verses 15 to 17. So after Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had born to David and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused and he would not eat any food with them. So if we need intervention in a situation, prayer and fasting are things that we can go to as spiritual tools to use. You know, we see uh, David petitioned God, was asking him for healing for his son and for intervention. You know, do we believe for healing for us? We want to intervene and, and stand in the gap for people in our church and in our community who are battling health issues, who are battling mental health issues, all of these things. We want to stand in the gap for that. And one of the ways that we can do that is through prayer and fasting and going, God, we believe for healing. We believe for breakthrough. We can fast for intervention in numerous areas, for the sick, for revival in our church and in ourselves, for spiritual growth, to seek God's will. And I'll shit the fourth point's about that, for overcoming addiction, for numerous reasons. God will see his will done anyway. But why not partner with him 
and see transformation in our lives and in our church and in our community. Let's partner with him and open ourselves up to the potential of a miracle in our lives. I'm believing that while our August fast is for these three things, it might shift something in other areas of our lives, like for M and I and our battle with having babies and that sort of thing. You know, I'm believing that while we fast, there are other things that may be unlocked that may not be written on a sheet of paper or in an email, but there are other things that may be unlocked because of this, because we're going, hey, God, you are number one. You are the most important thing in our lives, and so we are doing this in obedience to you. I want to do my part in obedience to partner with God. I want to encourage you guys to consider doing the same. So the fourth one is fasting for wisdom and authority. In Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. And it says, Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Fasting helps to clear the voices of the world and helps us to hear God. You know, all the things that go on around us. You know, we, we love our smartphones. But when we overdo it with apps, it gets sluggish, it gets slow. If we don't clean it up a little bit, it's just not going to run how it's supposed to do. And so sometimes we need to fast something, fast a couple of things to drown out those voices and those things pulling us away from God so that we can clearly hear his wisdom, clearly hear what he's calling us to do and asking us to do. And in this story, we also see a combination of prayer and fasting. And I think it's a powerful com combination together. You know, yes, prayer has power on its own. Fasting has power on its own. But why not combine them together and see what we can achieve? So these are four focuses I found. Fasting helps to unlock these things in the spirit realm. So I believe that we as a church, as we fast throughout August, as we come together in prayer on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. with Mike and the team, we will see greater depth of relationship with God we will see breakthrough in finances and healing. We will see intervention into dire situations, addiction, storms, struggles and sickness. And we will be able to unlock some spiritual wisdom and seeing the authority, power, righteousness and sovereignty of the kingdom of God at work in our lives. Amen? So let's break off small thinking or seeing ourselves as a, as a small church or seeing ourselves personally as being insignificant. Because we have a part to play. We've heard the prophecies over our church. We have a part to play. So it's time to actually believe and go, you know what, God, I'm going to let go of something so I can partner with you and hear what you have to say about me. Yeah. We need to do that. His love strengthens us for times such as these. Fasting is hard, but good things come through perseverance. You don't have to answer this, but I want you to think about it. Who's in? What can you fast for this month for two or three days a week? What are you believing for? Yeah. 
So I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the example that's been set for us by Jesus, by the early church, by our Old Testament brothers and sisters when it comes to spiritual discipline and spiritual growth. And so as we embark on this throughout August, as we pray, as we fast, as we believe, I pray that our sustenance would come from you, that you and you alone would fill us to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. You would equip us and strengthen us to persevere and endure when it gets hard because you are a good God. And so we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.